Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day listeners and welcome to another episode of the Steven Arjun's Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Misubo SG and Starshock Bakery. Last week, we talked about MU problems and also Liverpool's uh, Champions League chances. And just when Liverpool were flying on a high, uh, we, we crashed back down onto, uh, and onto, onto the ground again with a short 3-2 loss uh, away at West Ham United. And today, finally, we're not talking about MU. Um, we'll be talking about uh, the, the recent manager managerial change in Aston Villa as well as uh, Newcastle. And joining me today is my co-host Arjun. Arjun, welcome back. Thanks, Stephen. Good to be back. And good to be finally not talking about MU. <laughs> and also, <laughs> Uday as well. Uday, welcome back. Hi, Stephen. Um, how, was, how did you take the loss? I mean, as a Manchester United fan, we're already numb to losses already. But it must have been a Really tough love loss for you. I think your first loss in the whole year. Is that right? mistaken? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I think coming, I mean, like, coming hot on the heels of the draw against Brighton as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. Is You're going to drop under pressure right now? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say under pressure, but, but you know, he, he has problems to, 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 to sort out, that is, because... Um, how to say? Um, he now 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 we, our midfield is we, our the injuries are catching up. You know we have Thiago out, Harvey Elliott out, and and uh Curtis Jones is out as well. So so you know it's running thin lah. Yeah. So it is it, it's, it's interesting to see how he he'll turn this around. Hopefully. So Klopp is struggling at the wheel uh, first, while Moyes is flying high with his uh fighter pilot pilot jet. That's for sure. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and also, <laughs> I also I would like to highlight that Arsenal are now just two points behind Liverpool. How amazing is that? Yeah, how, 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 how that happened? But yeah. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let us move into today's topic. Okay, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about two managerial change, and also, uh, firstly, it's also, uh, of course, we'll talk about Steven Gerrard becoming the new Aston Villa manager after um the Villa board sack. Dean Smith um, last weekend. And um, Steven Gerrard ha- has been a Rangers manager since 2018 and his record stands at 168 games. And he achieved 110 wins and 36 draws. And he also, other notable result is that he also ended Celtic's nine-year dominance of the Scottish um, League. He won away at Celtic for the first time in nine years, the Rangers. And he also brought Rangers to consecutive round of 16 in the Europa League, which is tremendous result considering that uh, uh, the managers before him failed to bring uh, Rangers forward or further uh, from the group stage um, in the Europa League. And also keep on failing to, to challenge Celtic on a domestic front as well. So I would say he, is a, he has a tremendous result and, and he has brought uh, Rangers, Glasgow Rangers to new heights in Scotland. But then again, over there, his job wasn't really um, being scrutinized because after all, it's a Scottish league and little things that he do, you know, people might not know. 
But here in the Premier League, you know, finally the spotlight will be on him. Even though it's at a smaller club, it's not at a big six club, but um, Aston Villa, the spotlight will much be much more on him than compared to when he is at Rangers. Lah. So, yeah, I think I, I, I spoke a lot, but let, let, let me bring in my guest first. Um, Uday, what do you think about uh, Gerard's appointment at Aston Villa? Yeah, I was quite scared. I was just thinking this is going to be the Steven show rather than the Steven and Harry. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And I'm actually don't think that it is the right time for Steven Gerrard to join Aston Villa because of what you clearly said. Um, all these small mistakes in which he made in the Scottish Premier League will definitely be noticed in the Premier League, in Barclays Premier League. And then Rangers is a bigger club. It's too early in his managerial career, that's for sure. Aston Villa doesn't look the same without the backroom staff like John Terry and also... They are main talisman, Jack Grealish. They look uh, half a self of a team. Half a team, actually, without them. Um, Aston Villa's uh, history, so they don't look like a stable club as well. They have been yo-yoing up and down uh, between the Premier League and the Championship. So, like you said, they he has very good win rate. His win percentage is 56.52. Uh, just a couple of interesting things. It looks like he's the kind of manager that likes to score a lot of, like his team to score a lot of goals. He has 1.91 points per game, which is quite all right. But with regard to the goals, he, the team averages 1.83 goals scored per match and concedes 0.91. That's pretty high. That means he's the kind of manager that likes it to be open. Um, I know we have had the likes of Patrick Vieira doing a good job in Crystal Palace, but I honestly don't think it's the right time for him to do it. Of course, he's doing it so that he can prove that he can join the Liverpool uh, club once the Euro club plays, but I don't think it's the right time to join. Arjun, what are your thoughts? I, I, uh, before, before Arjun come in, I, Udi, I actually agrees with you. you know? I feel that it's not the right time. It's very weird coming in mid-season for, for, for Steven Gerrard. Considering yeah. he's already started off the season at uh, Rangers. I would prefer yeah. him... Okay, of course, I wouldn't want him to jump from Rangers straight to Liverpool. But I would prefer him to go into the Premier League Cup during the off-season instead of halfway through. Arjun, what are your thoughts exactly. on this? Um, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I, I do agree with you guys as well. I, I, I was actually excited uh, when I, I saw the confirmation of the news that Gerard is going to manage Aston Villa. It just felt exciting to have more legends that we used to watch play. Uh, coming back to manage Premier League club. True, true, true. Yeah. But yeah, I agree in the sense that I think Aston Villa is, uh, the profile of the club is too big for him right now. Perhaps if he went to a club like Norwich, uh, the expectations aren't as high. Uh, as in, everyone expects Norwich to be relegated this season. So if he does anything uh, beyond that, it's already impressive. So the pressure is not as high straight away. So maybe something like that, or maybe even jumping to the championship first, like what Lampard did and what Rooney is doing. See, even Lampard, who has managed in the championship with Derby County, struggled with Chelsea. But, but he did an admirable job. Um, but as Uday pointed out correctly as well, um, Aston Villa have lost their key player, their talisman, uh, Jack Grealish, and lost uh, key backroom staff as well. Um, I don't blame Dean Smith. Uh, I think it was quite harsh to sack him at this point of the season. It's only 11 games played. Granted, Aston Villa is not playing well, but he had them at a very good position last season. 
So I think he had he deserved more time. As for Gerard, yeah, as I mentioned, I think uh, if he did want to move, it should have been to a smaller club first. This uh, is very high risk because it could damage his reputation uh, if he's not careful. So yeah, uh, I I I agree I agree with you guys there. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, you brought a good example, Frank Lampard. I think Frank Lampard was in Derby County. He's done. He he was doing very good there. You know, I remember the the first season he was there. He beat MU in the Carabao Cup. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> he also brought Derby County to the Championship playoff final, if I remember correctly. Yeah. If he, he he lost, of course he lost. He didn't bring Derby to the Premier League. But then again, it's it's amazing achievement considering it is Frank Lampard. Uh a greenhorn in terms of a managerial career. And then he made the jump towards Chelsea suddenly. And and that was when, you know, initially the first season, it, it went okay, but also because the board gave him the benefit of doubt because Chelsea was in a transfer ban. Then uh, after they signed a lot of big money players, then that's when it started to go downhill for him. So yeah, the right to be careful here, even though it's not a big six club, but, um, you know, the spotlight will be much, much more yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, even if it's not a yeah. big six club, I think Aston Villa is traditionally one of the big uh, English clubs. Uh, I, I think they have a very long history as well. And another yeah. point that I actually forgot to mention is that at this point of time, coming to the Premier League, he's going to be going up against so many elite managers. The Premier League yeah. is stacked with elite managers right now. So uh, he has very little budget for error, but at the same time, his competition is so great. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, good luck to him, but uh, he has a very tough job ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish him all the best, but, you know, probably not, I, not the right time. And also, Rangers can... He, he will have Europe experience with Rangers, but he won't get that with Aston Villa, that is. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you were saying? Yeah. So, I honestly... Yeah, sure. With regards to viewership and fans, maybe Aston Villa might be a bigger club. But why do I think that Rangers is relatively a bigger club rather than Aston Villa? Maybe, I don't know. I don't follow the Scottish Premier League as well, but I've always assumed, like, we, we've always known play, like clubs like Rangers and Celtic in the Scottish Premier League. Um, Aston Villa, of course, the people who watched football earlier in the early 2000s and everything, but then when they went to the championship, nobody gave a sh- like uh, anything about Aston Villa. Rangers were still there in Europe and everything. So... I don't know, maybe just the biasness towards the English Premier League. But I, uh, thought yeah, that I mean, I, uh, I, I, I agree with you in the sense that uh, comparing the profile of the club, maybe Rangers is still a bigger club, but I, I meant yeah. in the sense that he's coming to the Premier League and it is uh, yeah. uh, still a club with a, like, a long history and fans do have expectations. Because Aston Villa, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, have played in Europe in the past. So, yeah, yeah, you, you know, things like that. Uh, whereas in the Scottish League, the level of competition is not as high. Yes, uh, of yeah. course, he did end Celtic's dominance, but other than Celtic, um, he probably didn't have much competition as well. Yeah, that's true. I agree. I agree. Like, it's going to talk competition is going to be tough. I just, like, I always thought. And another thing, I have a question for Stephen, actually. Stephen, if there was a verbal argument between Jurgen Klopp and Stephen Gerrard, who would you be siding right now? Jurgen Klopp being the Liverpool manager? Yes, and Steven Gerrard then being Jürgen the legend he is. <laughs> <laughs> then, be, then, Liverpool, then Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> I, I mean, I saw a post saying that um, if Gerrard argued with Klopp during an Aston Villa-Liverpool match, the Liverpool fans would probably side with Gerrard. <laughs> exactly. 
That's what I was trying to quote there. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully right. not because I think, you know, he he did learn his traits under Klopp, you know, for a few seasons ago. Oh, that's really yeah. interesting. See how it goes. <laughs> Alright, a good discussion on this. Yeah, Ajun, you were saying something. Yeah, we can see like uh, I mean, similar to like a Lampard Mourinho versus Mourinho. Uh, this is yeah. gonna be interesting. Gerard versus Klopp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, the next managerial change recently is Eddie Howe going to Newcastle. Newcastle, we know, recently being bought by this um Saudi Arabia investment group, and suddenly they have uh tons load of cash now. It's become a mega rich club. I would say similar to what uh, Manchester City did uh, went through previously, and the first manager that they got in this um, Saudi takeover is Eddie Howe. Um, Arjun, what are your thoughts on this? Probably they should have gone for bigger, you know, bigger names. Antonio Conte, maybe, uh, or actually, you know, or Steven uh, Gerrard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually surprised that they went with Eddie Howe, but I think it's the right step. I mean, um. Uh, I don't think they should go all out in uh, all uh, straight away. And anyhow, is still a good young manager. It, he hasn't been given a chance to prove himself with a lot of uh, transfer budget or at a bigger club, things like that. This is probably a good platform for him to try to prove himself. And given that uh, he had a bottom-up in the Premier League before and he did play relatively well for one season, I think. Um, I think it's, it's a good appointment by Newcastle because... Uh, as I mentioned, it's probably better to do it step by step. If anyhow does well, then he can be their long-term manager, given that he's still young. If he doesn't do well, they can always move on from there. And I, I, I don't, I really think this is a positive appointment from them. How about you, Uday? All what right. do you think? Uday, what do you think? Yeah. Um, this is actually a very tough topic because, like, I don't know. I mean, I've seen Eddie Howe manage Bournemouth and I wasn't such a big fan. But I kind of feel bad for Eddie Howe because it's always the manager after a new ownership that's going to be under immense pressure because they have to deliver really quickly, especially the fact that they're struggling and you don't want to be relegated from the Premier League to the Championship and then rebuild the game from the Championship where players leaving right now. I, I hope... He will be able to turn Newcastle's fortunes around. Um, he seems like a nice guy, but nice guys don't do anything in the managerial field. So it'll be very interesting to see how he manages uh, Wilson and Fraser as well. The Bournemouth band is back. Um, apparently, Fraser didn't play with Bournemouth when COVID struck, and because of that, Bournemouth got relegated. So I would be interested to see that rather than to see uh, most of the other things. Uh, he doesn't look like the kind of manager that they were supposed to appoint because it might be like a hundredth choice manager. And I wasn't surprised because some of the other managers may not be interested to work with Saudi uh, ownership because of their past history. We, were, we spoke about the human rights problems and everything. And I guess there's no point talking about it right now. So Yeah, we did, we did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess all the best to him actually. I honestly have nothing much to say. Sorry. I mean, like probably he's a good manager to bring uh Newcastle out of relegation. But 
it remains to be seen whether he can bring him bring Newcastle up another level to you know challenge for Europe for now lah. Yeah, that's oh, true yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a long road for yeah. them. Uh, they are all the way at the bottom, and definitely uh, they have to do it step by step. Survival is the first. And but having said that, for survival, they uh, Steve Bruce was enough. I don't see a reason for them to sack him. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. true, true. Sure, just stack with Steve Bruce and uh, help them to stay another season. And the next season, when the managers are free and available. You can try to again just going back to the discussion with getting managers mid-season is actually a bit of a mess. Like you can't uh quickly transfer your philosophy. Of course, it worked with yes. teams like Chelsea and everything when you get Thomas Tuchel up for Frank Lampard, but most of the time it doesn't really work out. So yeah. like I can see it being a disaster, but if he is able to help them survive, then good job for him actually. Hmm. Well, he's after all one of the open inverted comma promising young manager that we have in England. So yes. probably the next step up to take over Ole, Arjun. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I wouldn't speaking, want him to take over. Speaking Ole. about Ole, uh, I know I know we weren't going to talk about United today, but uh, I I wanted to bring this up uh, where I read that United are considering making Brendan Rodgers their next manager. I don't know whether you guys read about that. Uh, yeah, I read about but it. But apparently, he doesn't want to leave Leicester until the summer. So. Uh, the United board are preparing to stick with Ole until the summer and then see whether they can get Brendan Rodgers. I just wanted to get like, what, what are your thoughts on it? Maybe Ole, you can go first. Oh, I mean, uh, Brendan Rodgers, uh, he is known to be the bottler. He has done it with Liverpool, he's done it yes. with Leicester. Yes, he is. <laughs> Would yeah. I want a bottler in Manchester United? Maybe not, but if he can bring Yuri Tillemans on board and solve Manchester United's uh, midfield problem, then yes. <laughs> I, I I honestly had mixed feelings about it because uh, also him being an ex-Liverpool manager and uh, he still he just doesn't feel like a top class manager. He is a very good manager for sure, but he feels like a David Moyes kind of manager who will excel at a, a smaller club, but might not excel at a very uh, big club. If that makes sense. Uh, Stephen, being a Liverpool fan, what, what do you feel about that? You better not go. <laughs> 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 you better not go. Uh, oh, so you don't uh, want him to go to United? Yeah, I mean like, you know, he after all, he has a Liverpool background and yeah. if he wants to ruin that, then okay, go ahead <laughs> <with it> then. <laughs> like, like Michael it's Owen. like what happened with Michael, Michael Owen, Yeah. <laughs> Michael over All right. <laughs> okay, the last topic I'll talk about today is um England's five new win over Albania. Of course, the match was a walk, uh, you know, a trashing lah. But the highlight, one of the highlight of the match was Harry Maguire's celebration. <laughs> Harry Maguire opened a scoring and he cut his ears after uh, uh, he's scoring his header against Albania. And Roy Keane said of his celebration, and I quote: "He thinks he's shutting the critics up." But I think it's embarrassing. He's been a disgrace the last couple of months for Man United, unquote. Arjun Ude, being a United fan, do you agree with Roy Keane or do you side with Maguire's celebration? I 100% agree with Roy Keane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think definitely Maguire did that on purpose. Maybe not targeted to Roy Keane, but definitely targeted to everyone who's been criticizing him. And scoring yes. the goal doesn't make up for his bad performances. I mean, <laughs> If he had a good day, good game defensively, maybe. But yeah, I mean, he's got a goal. Yes, good job. But 
I mean, you've paid like the whole. That's not his job. No, my point is that's not his job to 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 score goals. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the just whole thing. Um, I mean, I don't know how Uday is gonna view that, but I I thought Rocky was spot on. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Rocky. Actually, Aude, your, your thoughts? Yeah, honestly, uh, Rocky's statement is actually it makes sense, lah. I don't disagree with it, but for the sake of discussion, you know, like um, Harry Maguire's <laughs> performance, yeah, you're right. It's terrible. I guess, I guess, man is happy. He scored a goal. It's not his job, but he did. Just, just <laughs> let him live his life. You know, of course, he's upset. You know, I don't know how much. Responsibility he takes, uh, for the Manchester United defeats and everything. But let him be happy. You know, whatever celebration he did. If let's say he did a baby celebration, we would be criticizing him. It's just celebration, is celebration. We just let let someone be happy. Clearly, it was a targeted celebration, but just let him be happy, lah. That's that's my take on this. <laughs> yeah. No, my okay. It's like it's like Loris Carrius in the Champions League final against Real Madrid. Making two mistake, and then at the last minute he went up and scored a header from a corner, and then he celebrated by cupping his ears. I it's not your job. yeah, you get my my point. I get it. I get it. But Ben's gotta go. Ben's gotta be happy. You know, of course, it's against Albania. He went. He's gotta go. It's I. I based on this. I mean, I'm sure we all know. Like we follow football a lot, and we know like. One of the hardest things to do, one of the not the hardest, but is definitely scoring a goal. Um, yeah. you can say oh, it was super easy; they should score a goal today. But sometimes, even the best of the best, uh, fail to score the goals, even if the ball is literally right in front of the goal. So, I think maybe he was just happy he scored a goal rather than anything else. So that's why he did that. Of course, it's not his job. Of course, he's been poor. Um, your analogy was great. I understand what you're trying to say, but <laughs> he was just happy. <laughs> All right, shall give him benefit or doubt then. <laughs> um, I mean, just sorry, just going off to the next uh topic. I just read that Dean Smith has been appointed Norwich City manager, so <laughs> we should probably speak about that as well. Dean Smith, the ex Aston oh. Villa manager. Well, yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> this is breaking news, guys. In the Steven Uh yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how it uh, goes up with uh, Dean Smith. I think uh, I, I think it's a very good appointment, honestly. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Sounds like a great idea for Norwich, especially if they're trying to move forward. Yeah, I think, I mean, even if he goes down, I think uh, he's too late to save Norwich this season. Although we have only 11 games in, Norwich have been that bad. <laughs> but I think he can take them back up next season. I would be very interested to see Jack Willish in Norwich. That's what I would do. <laughs> Good old Jackie boy. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested to see Norwich against Aston Villa later this season. Ah. Ah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. All right. Thanks, Arjun. Thanks, Uday, for joining me in this podcast episode today. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. Right, listeners, on the manager. Yeah, very fun discussion today. Listeners, if you have any comment about our podcast, please do leave us a DM. My Instagram handle is at Stephen underscore rock underscore on and Arjun's Instagram handle is at Reuven Arjun. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Mr. SG and Starshot Victory. We'll see you again next time in our next episode. In the meantime, stay safe and bye-bye.